Welcome back to the DMC Podcast, Season 2, Episode 24. And today, we're going to be talking about pressure and how to, how to best perform under pressure and talk about a lot of things that have to do with the subject, because it's quite an interesting one. It's quite an interesting one. But before we do get started, I'd like to introduce my, my long-standing favourite host of mine, Manra City. How are you doing, man? How you been these past few weeks? Um, I've been good, man. A good progress on my arm. Just an update for everyone. I mentioned in the last episode, my arm is kind of messed up. And I think I haven't mentioned yet, but I'm out for 12 weeks. So hopefully next semester, I'll be back to full fitness and be able to do more exercise like I would be badminton, squash, etc., tennis. So I can't wait till that happens. Obviously, now we're coming to the end of the semester. So Christmas is around the corner. This episode, I think, is coming out on the 5th of December. So just two days away. And it's it's that Christmas vibe. You can feel it. You can feel it ages ago, to be honest, Joseph. But now more than ever, because we're in the Christmas month, obviously, December. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, do you know what helps me feel it the most? The, the advent calendars, bro. Advent, Have you got one? I've got, oh, bro, I can't lie. I bought myself one. I was thinking of doing the same thing, I'll be honest. I am that guy. I, I know, like, your mum your mom or your dad, whoever used to always buy you an advent calendar. Why did that stop? You know, why Why when I turned 13, am I not allowed to have a chocolate every morning? You know what's so funny? My I remember my sister saying that once, and then my mum just <laughs> went out and bought it, like, last year or two years ago. Oh. Yeah, like, why have you not got advent calendars? And then, next you know, my mum came back from Tesco with ad- oh. advent calendars. They're quality, sweet. though. Yeah, no, I love them. You know what? It's like a good daily dose of sugar. It's like, like a li- thing. Is, it's, on, it's in the morning as well. I'm not going to say it's healthy. I'm not going to say it's a good breakfast, but it certainly gets you perked up in the morning. And it's a, it's a small little tiny minuscule amount of 30 calories of chocolate. That's fine, man. 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. So that's, that should be a, that's, that's enough for me, to be honest, even though sure. I probably have that. I would, <laughs> I'm, I'm the kid, I'll be honest. That would eat days ahead and just wait for the day to happen. No, you be that yeah. guy. Yeah, I Yeah, like I would eat probably till like right or or I, I used to be the kid that does that and then I've evolved. So that right now I would wait until like Christmas Day to buy advent calendar because they're so cheap. And then I'll just eat all 24 and all. Oh my god. And you might as well just buy a box of chocolates at that point. <laughs> Like it's yeah, that's exactly that's effectively what you're doing. Advent yeah. calendars. The point is, it's the wonder opening up that little that little window, seeing what chocolates in there. My favorite one was the heroes one or the celebrations one because you didn't know what chocolate you were gonna get, so it's like a little surprise every time. It's fantastic. I like my tried and trusted Cadbury ones. They, the dairy they milk ones. The dairy milk advent calendar. Oh, you know what? You're gonna back this, Manny. I've got a Kinder one this year. Oh really? I've got a Kinder one. No way. Yeah. I just checked this on Google. It's so good. So like, you know how you get your little Kinder bars? Basically, for people for people listening who don't know Manny personally, they he has little Kinder bars that he eats and he has like a fucking like 20 of them a week. This actually goes through them like a snow a snow plow through snow. He just d- devours them. So I've got I got felt inspired by this. So I've got like a Kinder kinder um yeah kinder advent calendar and you buy that from the tesco if you know yeah, which yeah. one i'm referring yeah, yeah, to yeah, okay yeah, yeah. i might need to pop there it was, it was three quid man it's worth it it's just like a little thing in the morning gives you like a nice little subtle dose of chocolate to get you ready in the morning so i've already haven't, haven't had mine today so when we're done recording i'll treat myself but yeah a little just for less. context people this man just said he has it in the morning it's 2 30 in the afternoon it is 2 30 so. but let's be honest the morning didn't start too long ago that is very true that is very true <laughs> for me included i'll be honest oh yeah oh yeah Wait, we're at uni what else can you expect that is also true man 100 uh, the uni but, life yeah but you know less about advent calendars uh more about today's topic which is about pressure 
And, um, you know, recently, I'll speak for myself, at least at first, I've been feeling a little bit of pressure from uni life, trying to juggle commitments to family, to friends, to my partner, to uni, to personal me time like we covered last week. And sometimes the pressure can get quite a lot. Thankfully, hasn't quite reached that stage yet. But certainly last weekend when we were up till 5am doing coursework for three days in a row, I did feel a bit of pressure. But we got it done, we got it in on time, and that could be as a result of the pressure that we got we were under is probably what got us over the line. So that'll be interesting to talk about today. But before we do get started, Manny, I just wanted to read out the Google definition of pressure, and I'll see what you think, if that sounds okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, man. So pressure is defined as a state of mental tension and worry caused by problems in your life. Now, what do you think about this definition? It's, it's weird because... In terms of this this type of definition only pertains to issues and problems that you have in your life, whereas, for example, an athlete for as a as a person who undergoes high intensity like workouts and high like high like state um, events that kind of leads to a lot of pressure, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a problem for them. I think the problem there might be if they don't win. That's one problem, but for the most part, it's it's the atmosphere. It's the it's the event it's everything that goes along with the the how grand something is is um, where the pressure also begins to pile up i think that's something that kind of like is kind of missed the mark on this definition if i'm honest when it comes to talking about it because sometimes things can be so big that it may be because they're so big it becomes a problem but it doesn't necessarily need to be a problem for it to uh, create pressure if you know what i'm saying yeah, definitely. If it, a problem makes it sound like you kind of you don't want to do it or you don't want to be there. But sometimes yeah, you, might, exactly. you might want to you might want to be in that situation. But certain circumstances have arisen when it's now become a problem. Like inherently, university isn't a problem because you choose to go there, you choose to study, you choose to learn. But people can end up feeling the most amount of pressure in their lives as always, because of being at uni. That's as a result of the circumstances they find themselves in when they're trying to study. But ultimately, it's a place of academia, you know? Exactly, but it's just, I get what it means when it says caused by problems, because maybe perhaps it's one of those things where something so big and overwhelming, it you then internally start to believe in certain things which may be problems in that scenario. So like you said with uni, the main purpose of uni, of course, isn't to create pressure, but when you have deadlines coming up, and you worry about how big and how important these deadlines are, maybe you giving it so much importance, which in some cases is, is necessary, is why you start having problems because you're like always focusing on the work. And then next, you know, like you feel so, so much pressure because the deadlines are during like 48 hours and you're up trying to get things done. Yeah, and Manny and I can definitely speak from very relevant personal experience when it comes <laughs> yeah, to the, the deadline man. one. <laughs> man. Pressure for you, man. I, I, all I'm going to say is some of those conversations that we had, I just didn't feel like I was talking to you. Oh, I was just talking to someone else. God, someone the, completely different. Someone the, crack, compl- the crackhead hours. <laughs> That's- Guys, for context, literally, if it's after four o'clock in the winter, Joseph is a different man without vitamin D. It's actually outrageous. Like, it's a joke, to be honest. I don't know if it's the pressure or lack of sunlight, and I can't tell. He might actually be... <laughs> the funny thing is, he's doing his dissertation about plants, so he might be a plant himself, to be honest. I don't know what species not it enough, is. Not enough hasn't got, 
not enough not enough classification on it so we can't identify what kind of plant he is but <laughs> the truth is is that's just the case like no sunlight this man is a different person completely <laughs> i can't believe this man's calling i'm looking like some crossbreed between some dracula and a plant like don't don't catch him in the sunlight give him too much sun i don't know what's going on but you're not gonna mm-hmm. lie manny you're absolutely right because when the pressure gets to me it's like i handle pressure in a really I handle it in a weird way, man. I'm not going to lie. As you were saying, I have some crackhead hours. Like the stuff that comes out of my my brain, out of my my mouth when the pressure starts to hit, it's not necessarily like I'm super stressed or I'm like really worried. My brain is just so frazzled because I don't really contend well with being stressed whatsoever. But in a situation where thankfully in the, the, where we were doing last week, the kind of pressure we were under was pressure to just power through and get stuff done it wasn't like like we'd done all the coding we'd done all of the actual complex parts and the rest was just spending time writing things down and right and doing a write-up and making a report making it look good and so i wasn't feeling the pressure to to get it um correct i was just feeling the pressure to get it done and i think there's two kinds of pressures there when you want to be correct it means that if you don't do it, you will fail because nothing else can succeed without it. And so you feel the pressure to get it right. Whereas the pressure that we're under, I wasn't stressed because I knew with enough time and we had enough time, I could get it done. And I don't know how you, you, you can echo that sentiment of there being different types of pressure. Like if you haven't done the code, like the, your code for something, Manny, or you haven't done the complex task, would you feel stressed about that? And that would that be a different kind of stress to when it comes to doing something that's just more methodical and you can do given enough time? I think when the pr- pressure, like we said earlier, it's the problems. And I think sometimes even though you... Are like you might know what to do and you might have the like full process and know the methodology pressure can still occur there because obstacles that may occur that you didn't expect could happen and that particularly kind of links to us when it comes to doing our work where we thought things would be I don't want to say easy but they will be done in a specific way and that's how they're going to be done but then things arise and problems kind of like they they're like plants man they just come from nowhere the seeds already been planted ages ago and you realize oh there's something in our way and stuff like that so with that i think pressure like even though you might have a backup plan or contingency pressure might feel a bit easier to like offload but i still think it's there i don't don't think it's a thing that you kind of um get rid of for me personally i just think pressure is always something that you kind of have at the back of your mind and when it it comes more to the forefront where these things are like deadlines are closer uh, things need to be done a certain way you obviously like you said maybe having a methodology behind what you want to do kind of makes that pressure like feel less prevalent but i think it's still there do you think it's there's different kinds of pressure you can feel from different situations like we, we've talked exclusively so far about academic pressure but say when you were working when you were working um in the summer of 2019 i think it was um did you feel pressure to like hit your kpis and hit your hit your sales things or did you know in the back of your mind that well i'm going to leave in a couple of months probably never going to work here again did you kind of feel that pressure that you that other employees may have felt or did you kind of sack it off and was it a little bit different to how it could have been perhaps if you had more you know wide-reaching aspirations for that particular job you were at I think with pressure in those scenarios 
for me, I feel if I felt pressured, I wouldn't, I would not have performed as well. I think for me, it was always, I liked what I did. I enjoyed it. I liked the people I was around and therefore I was able to perform better. I never felt like pressure was necessary for me to be able to hit those KPIs or able to hit those kind of metrics and boundaries that you'll set internally at, um, whilst working at a company. So I, for me, like I said, I think the environment plays a massive factor for me when performing well. And perhaps that's probably why I didn't need the pressure or didn't even feel like I wanted it because the environment was like very much like positive reinforcement and performing well was, even if you didn't perform well, you always know that like you didn't need to worry about it because the next day you always knew you could bounce back. And maybe it's the fact of knowing as an individual or just knowing in general that you can bounce back from the day after that you don't feel as much pressure. But if there was multiple ta- days where I wasn't like able to like perform at the level I needed to, I didn't really feel pressure much, if I'm honest. And perhaps because obviously we're at university and the mindset is very different in the sense that we have long-term aspirations and we know that some things are a bit more short-term. Perhaps that's probably why pressure wasn't a massive factor in my life at the time. But if you were referring to working in different environments, like let's just say placement, for example, there was pressure there, I'll be honest. Like there was a, a, a lot more pressure than I anticipated. And in those stressful moments, I think I performed well. I, I was told I performed well, but even then it just felt, it was very different to the pressure I probably would have felt in my job in 2019. How about you though? What's, what's your comparisons with jobs and placement? Is there anything you could speak to about that in terms of pressure? I think yeah I think it comes back to what you mentioned about aspirations because you know I'm comparing the the pressure that I felt working in retail working in a customer focused uh, job I was for people who don't know I was working at M&S in a bakery uh, and thankfully half the time I say thankfully because for me customer interaction is the the worst part of my job I don't really like doing it and so I was thankful that half of my job was spent before uh, the shop opened so I used to get to work at four in the morning I used to spend three and a half hours in the bakery until the store opened and then I had a half hour break and then the other four hours were with customers there but did I necessarily feel pressure to perform again not really because in the similar way to I was explaining about the complex code situation versus documentation situation I knew that with just enough time because it was so methodical, you know, putting things in the bakery, checking the stock. If things were, if there was like stuff low in the bakery on one section, just bake more of it and put it out. And it wasn't really like a pressuring arising situation. Yes, there may have been times when stuff was sold out, but there's only so fast that things can bake. I can't speed up the baking process. So I didn't really feel stressed at all at that job, which is really nice because I know a lot of people cannot say the same for working in retail. So I didn't feel a lot of pressure. And also it was also helped by the fact that I didn't feel the need to do a group. Like, obviously I did a good job because I take pride in my work, but I didn't feel the need to overperform or to go the extra mile for a company that ultimately I was going to leave in a few months time because I was going to uni and they knew that and I knew that and I was just there to help them set up a new store. So I didn't really have aspirations to stay there. So I didn't necessarily need to put myself under pressure to perform at a super high level, more so than any of my other colleagues. Uh, and we all did really well together. I really liked my t- the team that we had. And um, we are still keeping contact with them a little bit, which is very nice. But again, as you're saying, Manny, it was different at placement. It was different because, um, well, I actually want to 
to go back to my job. I actually want to go back and work there and um, spend, you know, start my career off there and go back to the same department and work with the same lovely people because I really liked it. I liked the work that I do. It was, I found it interesting. I found it insightful. I found it challenging, but not too difficult. You know, the perfect blend for me. And so when I started not being able to deliver on certain things that I was expected to do, such as deadlines and code and projects, when at some point it ended up being a bit past the deadline, I was like, okay, feeling a little bit of pressure now is fine. You know, I've still got plenty of time. I gave myself contingency plans and stuff like that, but I did feel pressure from that because of the aspiration of thinking, well, I would really love a graduate job here. You know, I'd really love for them to think highly of me. I think it'd be great for both myself. It'd be a great mutual uh, partnership for the company and for myself, you know. So I really wanted to do well and I had aspirations. And I guess for university, I have aspirations to get first or to, to, you know, to try my hardest to do so. And so a lot of the time, the pressure that you feel is pressure that you apply to yourself. It's not necessarily you're not necessarily put pressure on by other people. Maybe, obviously, you are by your bosses and certain things like that. But a lot of these things are self-imposed. And if you're feeling like the pressure is too much, just don't be so harsh on yourself. Give Be a little more lax. Allow yourself to think maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if I got 75% in this coursework instead of 80%. You know, Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if I delivered this a day early rather than a week early and things like that. So maybe if you're feeling pressure, flip the narrative and hopefully that'll take a little bit of um, mental strain off of you. I was going to say when it comes to pressure and you said it's not, it's always kind of self-imposed, but is there never going, when there are times where it's imposed by other people, how would you navigate that? I would, um, I'll try to communicate with them thinking, like okay I'll be upfront first of all I'll be honest and be like I'm feeling a bit of pressure here guys I'm feeling that there's and just tell them how I feel with it tell them that I think I can get it done by this time you want to be reasonable with the time frame you give you don't want to you know tell your manager that oh yeah I'm sorry boss I can get it done in the next hour because you just said it because you don't like being under pressure and you wanted to give something that you can't deliver on you want to be reasonable you want to think okay realistically this isn't working out the way I wanted it to with this new knowledge that I've got about this task that I need to complete, what's the best time frame I've got? And if you go there and say, I think I can do it in two weeks, they will hopefully, if they're a decent enough employer, they'll be like, mm, that's not quite good enough. Can you say, can you do it in 10 days? Uh, something along those lines. And just try and be reasonable and give a reasonable justification as to what the situation will be like, given the pressure that you're under. And it's just about having that, open channel of communication the same thing can come in group projects i know one of um one of our colleagues in one of our most recent group projects was finding it a little difficult to implement some of the coding and thankfully which is a really great thing that a lot of people don't do he was honest about it and he said to our project lead i'm not gonna lie man uh it's being a bit more difficult than i thought to implement this would i be able to get some help on this would i be able to have somebody in to help me reach the potential be able to get this code written and and it was and it got done it got done very well I might add so him being so honest and upfront meant that the pre he was then less under pressure it was less mentally tolling on him but the job was still completed and the task was still done and a lot of people maybe they feel I don't know why they feel this manager you can only answer this why do people feel the need not to ask for help 
when they're under pressure why is that the case a lot of time and why is it such a a, a point of you know note that when someone does actually say actually I do need help why is that such a an important thing do you think and why do people not do that enough maybe it's their own and this is not like speaking about if anyone's told me this this is just me just like listening to what you just said maybe it's because when you have your own like expectations for yourself it's uh, I don't want to say it's difficult to like waver on that but it's more so to do with the fact that people don't want to disappoint themselves so when they feel like they're asking for help they might see that as a sign of weakness or vulnerability so that's why perhaps people may potentially allow the pressure to consume them and then they rather just wait to the very very end because then it means that they might not have any options at all and maybe it's a pride factor I'm, I'm not sure I can't really speak to that because if I was under pressure, I would like to think I'd also help. There'll be times where I won't, because sometimes I think to myself, if it's your responsibility to do something, you want to try your best to actually come to the table not empty-handed. So that's maybe another factor as to why people might also help very late. But it, I, I don't think they want to allow the pressure to consume them or necessarily allow the pressure to kind of continue to contribute to what's happening. But maybe perhaps by looking for avenues and ways to try and stop that it might actually lead to it getting worse than you anticipated yeah that makes a lot of sense and uh, i'm glad i'm glad you cleared that up because sometimes you know I, I at least have no sense of shame or embarrassment because i've been taught by my parents and by those around me that it's not a bad thing to ask for help when you need it because you can't be expected to know everything you can't be expected to do everything and i think some people have convinced themselves that actually they have to do everything and they have to be the greatest in all situations but you know I, I've got speaking from experience so I'm glad thank you Manny for clearing that up for me um but just moving on yeah go for it Manny. oh sorry no I was about to say because I mentioned this earlier um I was going to ask you actually in terms of with pressure do you feel like it's necessary to perform at the highest level like do you feel like you can perform you can only perform very well if there's a bit of pressure in a situation or do you feel like if you had no, like, let's give an example right now. Let's say you had an exam and they said that you had as much time as possible, but it had to be done. And, but you had, you had to complete this. Would you feel like the pressure, like having like a set time, so you had to be done in like six hours rather than you had all time, like the whole day, would you perform better in that scenario or worse? And how would you go about it? Because for me personally, if I think about it, if it's six hours and you have to sit there and do it in six hours, compared to 24 I feel like 24 has its benefits of you might take more extra time with that give it extra care read over things a bit a bit a bit more than you would in a six-hour exam because you might be rushing it so where do you stand in terms of performing at a high level with pressure and if it's needed um that's actually a really good question taking the six hour to 24 hour situation I actually don't know if I'd perform any better in 24 hours than I would in six. Because I'm assuming you're given six hours because it's a reasonable amount of time. So you can justifiably do it in six hours in this um, scenario we're putting. And if I was given 24 hours to do a six-hour paper compared to six hours to do a six-hour paper, I might there might be some complacency that leaks in. Because I would be like... Oh, I can have a I can have a relaxing morning. I can go see a couple friends and you know go get some food and then I'll do it. And then I get home, for example, after having seen some mates. And we're like, oof, you know, feeling pretty, pretty full from that food. I'm gonna just relax a little bit, let the food digest, and then I'll get working. 
and then whatever else I may have a really I may have like a, a quick chat with someone I may call somebody up and by the end of it because I was so complacent and I'm speaking from personal you know what I think I would would do and what hopefully hasn't happened yet but might I might just get complacent and it might be four hours left of the 24-hour exam and I haven't even started yet or I barely started whereas if I'm given six hours of high pressure do this exam you have six hours to do it I'll be like oh crap okay I've only got six hours to do this exam online this online exam I need to get started right now that's what I, and that would be the big difference that would be the kicker for me I would have a smaller time frame to do something as that would probably spur me on to get it done straight away it's like kind of like when a coursework is you know two weeks time rather than three weeks time I'd do better probably in the two weeks one because I would think, okay, I only, I only have two weeks to do this. Let me do it right now. Let me put my effort into it rather than be complacent and a bit wishy-washy about everything. It's, it's a good question because a lot of people don't necessarily do work until the very last day. You know, they do coursework or they have a deadline at their workplace, which is due, due in on, let's say, the 7th of January. It comes to the 5th of January. They've had a month. They haven't done anything because the pressure just simply isn't there. There's no, the time pressure isn't there anymore. It's not up to the first few weeks. They're thinking, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's got plenty of time. Then there's two weeks to go. They can no longer say, I'll do it tomorrow. And so that's when they actually do the work because at that point, the pressure is on and they have no choice but to do the work. That's not really my style, but I can see why that does that that choice does get picked up by a lot of people uh, because in my situation with the exam one, I would also fall into the same trap by yourself, Manny, do you echo that same sentiment as me or do you have follow a different route? I feel like I'm the same as you, to be honest. And also sometimes when you have a lot of time, you overestimate how much time you have. That's something that I've noticed that if, for example, I have something that's due, actually funny enough, I have something that's due in a month. I do want to start it. But I've just told you what I'm doing next week. And even though I do want to start in one of those days, it is hard to navigate when you have so many different things going on. Bro, and this, perhaps if it was due guy, in two weeks' time that we'd do something, I'd probably be doing it more now. Man, this guy is the busiest person I've ever met. Like, in for the next week or so, this man has got his life scheduled down to the minute. There's no time for coursework next week, man. I don't know what you're trying to convince yourself. There is, there is. There Tuesday is, you'll Wednesday. fit it in. Tuesday, okay, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Tuesday yeah, I'll Wednesday. Hold you, I'll hold you to it's, I'll hold it's, you to it. It's because we have the presentation to do and stuff, so yeah. that is a bit of a span in the works. But for the most part, there is time to, like, go about it and do it uh whether i start the questions is a different thing or if i do the theory first it's just one thing i'm trying to work out but some people say learn the theory whilst doing the questions but as much as that would be a very useful way to do it if not the best way to do it for me i like knowing the theory before going in mm-hmm. and i've done a bit of it already but like i haven't actually started the coursework so that's what i'm saying like this the problem is i i book stuff in advance with people <laughs> and yeah. i write it down and then when i see that there's like something that needs to happen I look at my schedule I'm like you know what it's just an absolute write-off like like you said we went over from today all the way to next week next weekend there's some days that I'm doing nothing but there's some days like we have an exam on Monday that's one thing to talk about oh my gosh and it's like the pressure for that (laughs) the pressure for that where is it I'm looking like the pressure is not there for that one (laughs) exactly so it's one of those things where it's it's really it's interesting because maybe 
it is a good thing that there is pressure and perhaps we can just jump onto that topic of just obviously now we're talking about it we have that exam on monday we don't really feel the pressure much i'm probably going to start revising for it tomorrow i've done a bit of it on thursday but i'm going to start doing a bit more tomorrow and sat uh, sunday but what's your thoughts on that do you feel like pressure is ever a good thing because listening to what you said earlier it doesn't sound like pressure is in the sense that yes it helps you in um I think we're very much talking about academics, so we'll try and move over to like relationships in a second. But when it comes to these things, when you have deadlines, it sounds like pressure is a good thing because it makes you kind of aim towards something and you have that uh, kind of objective. And having that pressure means that you're conscious of that and you'll be able to work towards it. But is that is it always like a good thing? Is it times where it's a bad thing? Mm. I think it, it does depend on the person because there's there's two sayings that come to mind when it is when I hear about pressure. It's the two the two outputs that can be resulted because of pressure. Pressure makes diamonds and the phrase crumbling under pressure. Those are the only two phrases that I've ever heard when it comes to pressure. I don't know if you can say about any more, Manny, but those are the two that come to mind. When I think about when I hear about phrases to do with pressure, it either goes really, really well, i.e. makes a diamond or gets completely destroyed. The word crumbling under pressure doesn't exist. The thing that happened has crumbled. It's literally in pieces, in tatters. So it seems like the pressure that someone can feel either makes or breaks how well a person performs or how well a situation is handled. And it seems like there's no middle ground when it comes to high pressure situations. You either succeed extremely well or you fail disastrously. And I think that's really interesting. And I don't actually know why that's the case why is there no middle ground when it comes to being under pressure why is there no oh I felt really pressured and I came out doing all right you know it's not like it it made a diamond it's not like I crumbled I did a pretty middle of the road job but with pressure I feel like it's either it spurs you to do so well that you outperform yourself or it just completely mentally drains you and you find yourself super degraded because let's be honest if you're not under pressure you're either in control of the situation or you're just, you're down downright ignorant because you don't realize the, the you don't realize the the true weight of the situation at hand so if you if you don't realize the situation at hand and you don't know that the pressure should be there you, but you don't feel it then you might just fail anyway and on the other side if you don't feel the pressure because you're well prepared i think that's the best situation to be in i would much rather not be stressed, not feel under pressure and not get 90%, but maybe get 70%. I'll be happier to do that than to feel the pressure, to feel stressed, to, to be super cold to my partner and cut off my friends for a period of time in order to get the work done. I'd rather not have the pressure. I'd rather not have to make a diamond. I'd rather just succeed. You know what I mean? I don't know if you echo that I think it's very similar to the episode where we mentioned about maximizers and satisfiers. And for you, it sounds like you'd be more satisfied with that because of your lifestyle in general and how you are as a person. In terms of this, how we've spoken about pressure, it seems like it affects people's characters and personality. And that's something to take into consideration, 100%, and how people react to it. And perhaps you're right. Perhaps the best way to do it is the way you're referring to. But for some people they much rather have that pressure, but know that they'll perform at the highest level and get the highest mark. So it, it really depends. For me, I'd like to perform well without the pressure, but I know the pressure is 
kind of it's interesting because how we how you've spoken about pressure joseph is quite arbitrary it's like it's like a it's like a not a fixed number a fixed rate and you, well like you said when it's that fixed rate or that fixed number it kind of suggests that there's only two ways of things going it either goes really well or it goes really poorly but i'm more interested to hear your opinion on the fact that what if it's what if you have a small amount of pressure not enough to consume you not enough to make you too worried about it but you go in with a small amount of pressure going into an exam and then you feel like you did all right or you did pretty well like what's your thoughts on that do you feel like pressure just has to be at that fixed number do you feel like it varies or because you, you, how we've spoken about it's very binary it's very no pressure and pressure for me personally uh, at least i don't know why but for me pressure is a binary thing because if there's a small amount of pressure to something then i wouldn't call that pressure i would redefine the term you know my, in, at least from what i've been brought up with or what I've learned or what I've taught myself is that pressure is a binary thing you either feel pressure or you don't feel pressure in a situation uh, in my eyes you can't go into an exam feeling a small amount of pressure because then for my definition of it that wouldn't be pressure it's like when you're thinking of a football match and you hear the analysts afterwards saying oh this was a must-win game for Villa well every game is a must-win game you know every game they, that Villa yeah, played they, exactly. they need the points yeah exactly so from that same perspective you could say well they're under pressure every single match but why would there be a match which is more pressure than another when they're still ultimately worth three points at the end of the day so I wouldn't necessarily say that I would say the last games that they're playing if they're about to get relegated that's when the pressure hits that's when it's a must-win game but the games before that the ones that are less significant the, the word pressure doesn't come to mind. The word just necessity or something along those lines comes to mind. I don't know what you'd say, Manny, if you'd have any counter arguments to my, um, my more gray view of what pressure is, though. I think, I think there's times where pressure can vary. I, I don't know if I agree with you necessarily that it's one or the other. Like, I felt a little bit of pressure, but like not enough probably to make me feel like I'm like super anxious or nervous about something. But at the same time, I understand where you're coming from because if you treat it in that kind of way, then it's probably easier to decipher when and where you are in those moments. And perhaps that's probably a better way for you personally to navigate certain scenarios. But I don't know. I, I, I think that sometimes you can feel like a, you have a little bit of pressure on you, but not enough, not enough necessarily to be a detriment to you, but not at the same time to probably spur you on to do exceedingly well if you're one of those people who performs well under pressure. But a lot of this episode so far has been about pressure when it comes to academics, deadlines, and work-related stuff. Have you, in terms of, have you ever felt pressure in like relationships? Like, what? How about the pressure associated with sending a text message and things like that? What's your thoughts on stuff like that and Ooh, things of that nature? That is interesting. That is interesting. Well, pressure in relationships. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I feel pressure. Maybe obligation could be the word that I'd use. Uh, like to uphold my friendships because obviously we know that relationships with a partner that that becomes your priority when you're in that relationship because that's the person who hopefully you want to spend your life with and spend a lot of time with but at the same time there's a certain I wouldn't say pressure but there's a certain obligation and a certain desire that you want to have to uphold your relationships with your friends also you know you don't want to just dedicate your whole 
time and your whole being to one singular other person you want to have friends around as well to enjoy things with and to do the things that you want to do that your partner might not necessarily want to do but you get to do that with somebody else such as friends and so when it comes to pressure in terms of relationships i would say it's just about balancing it's all about balance you know letting letting your priorities be known to those around you and who is a priority in what situation if that doesn't fit either your friend's desire of what they want the priority to be or your partner's desire, perhaps some reassessing will have to be done. But that, that's a good way to handle the pressure. Um, would I say that that's, it's absolutely different to academic pressure and work-related pressure, definitely. But it can be handled in the same way through open communication, through reevaluating things. You can kind of look at your, your friendship group and your relationships as a group project in a way. And just try and communicate, well, I can do these things by these times and I can dedicate this much amount of time. Obviously, you don't want to make it as serious and set deadlines for your friendships and things like that. But it's just about being open about the conversations and being able to explain, well, this is what my priorities are now. And this is what, you know, doesn't mean I want to hang out with you any less. It doesn't mean I love you any less or anything like that. It's just being open about what your ideology is in these relationships and these, these times you want to spend with people. By yourself, Manny, would you say that you felt pressure to juggle lots of relationships or lots of different friendships at once? I, I don't know if it's pressure, but I, for me, I always like to keep myself updated with like my friends and stuff. For me, it's always like as a friend, personally, you need to, you don't, well, need to is probably a strong word. That's probably not right. But I, I like to uh, make sure I'm, I, I hear from my friends quite often. Because I just like to know what's going on and, and just to update them. Because like some friends from home I haven't spoken to in a while, so I'm just giving them a random call and then be like, "Oh, how you been? How's things going?" And they might actually say to me, "Man, you're a bit busy right now. Can we schedule time to call? Maybe this day, that day." And I've been very poor with doing like days with terms of like making phone calls because I'm always so busy trying to like uphold a lot of friendships. And perhaps that's ultimately my own fault, but I don't think there's necessarily pressure. Because the truth is, is that I think the people who know me, who know me very well, know that like I'm trying, I'm doing things for like there's a good intention for why I do what I want to do. So it's not like I'm trying to on purpose. Now I wouldn't ring someone; they'd let me know that they're busy, and I never try to call them again. You know what I mean? That's kind of ridiculous. I'm not that kind of person, but it's just one of those things that I notice that perhaps you're right in the sense that maybe pressure isn't the right word, but maybe it is in the sense that. I always feel like I have to be up to date with people. And that's just because some people didn't hear from in a while. And it'd be nice to like hear from them because you still value the friendship or the relationship you have with this person. It's just that you've been really caught up in your own life and how things are going. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's just, again, communicate, let them know that you've been, you still think about them. You still want to hang out. You still want to be mates of them. Uh, but it's just been a lot going on, feeling pressure from external forces, such as your work life, your personal life, your social life, whatever the things may be. And if the person is, you know, there enough for you and good enough for you, they'll understand completely because everyone's human. You know, you can't be expected to not feel to feel under pressure from these things and just act like everything is fine, because that would be absurd to think that that's the case. Uh, but I actually have one last question to pose to you, Manny. Do you think that you can learn how to perform better under pressure or is it very character dependent? So for my situation, do you think that I could learn to perform, like say there's two days left of something and I've left at the very last minute, 
do you think I can learn how to do better in those situations? Or do you think I should just try my best to stick to what I know and do the tried and trusted doing it over a course of a month rather than cramming it into two days and still doing just as well? I think you can make mock environments. It's kind of like how when you have exams, you try and get a clock out, perhaps like dress yourself up like you're in the school uniform and start doing an exam at home and see how did you, you ever do that it. by the way you know i've done it once or twice i'm not gonna lie to you what? it's actually how, quite how funny. Did it go? how'd it work did, did it feel uh, did you feel did it feel like i thought useful? i thought it, it it kind of if i felt <laughs> stressful man i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> 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 yeah, it felt like i was just yeah but for me it's it's hard to replicate certain environments like that especially with the sense uh there where there's so many i think also like i said it's the it's the how grand an event is like with that there's so many people right there's children you can't replicate 200 people sitting around you in a in your own bedroom on your desk that's never happening oh yeah it's never going to happen yeah yeah there's, there's certain scenarios where you can try and play it out as much as you want to and you'll never be able to replicate that environment and the truth is did it help probably not i'll be honest it didn't help for me but there's people who perhaps are better than me at handling these situations and when they went ahead and did that something like that they felt like they performed better. So I think there is a learned process, but that doesn't mean the learned process is you wait two days before every deadline and start doing it and see how it goes. <laughs> the truth <laughs> is you're never going to learn anything from that either. But I think you can make mock environments. So for example, like I said, the one, especially with the exam one that comes to mind is a really good one. And that's kind of why you do practice exams, not only to see practice exams aren't just to see how good you're answering the questions because if it was that then the exams wouldn't be timed it's all about the timing i think timing is very like overlooked sometimes it's more about the content but i think the timing is what kind of gets everyone on the ropes because you have that amount of time to do something and you have to do it very well so i i think it there is a there is an element of it's a learned process does it also depend on the kind of person you're 100 but I think over time you can kind of get used to it. Yeah, I, I you know what? I'm going to take that mock environment example because I might actually employ that because it makes a lot of sense. It makes sense. Maybe I won't get dressed up in a suit and pretend I'm going to an interview and then go sit down and talk to my brother while he shit houses me the entire afternoon. But maybe I'll ask him to emulate a scenario for me or something along those lines. I think it's better. You know what's funny, actually? You know how, like, I don't know about you. I'm assuming when you talk to your brother, you feel zero pressure at all. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. No, I, I agree. I would be the same in mind. But the thing is with someone like that, because, like you said, he's just going to, like, not, I don't want to say he's going to, like, like, take the mickey, but he might, he might, like, try and do a few things to throw you off. And I <laughs> yeah. think stuff like, stuff like that actually might be useful. Like it sounds so weird, but like if you if you can't if you can stand in front of your own brother and not laugh and performs like oh my pretty gosh. well in an interview, it, it it should make things so much easier when you're with someone else that's a complete stranger. Because they won't try and throw you off like that, if you know what I'm saying. That is true. That is true. You know, that's something would... that like certain environments, yeah, that yeah, you don't he, need to replicate. He would but... definitely throw some curveballs in there. He definitely would. Exactly. And it's like sometimes th that's what you need. Maybe the fact that you prepare for something and it's someone that you know very well, as much as sometimes I think it's not a good thing to do that, it might be a really good thing in the sense that if you can, like, sometimes I'm with my friends, I'm talking, I just start laughing. But if I can have an actual conversation with my mates without laughing, then I should be able to talk with a stranger. And the mock environments, obviously, we're talking about are more emulated towards, like, academic and, like, more career-based endeavours. 
uh, how do you replicate pressure in a relationship? Like, you know, I'll be honest, bro. There's times I, I've like spoken to people and like sent messages and I'm still stressed out about what I've said. Oh like, you can't, God. you can't replicate that. You're know, the truth is with stuff like that. You just have to do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Potentially get rejected or whatever happens from there, you carry on. And you just need to learn from that. I think sometimes you're going to have to take the hit or the knock on your, like the thing is, I feel like pressure is also the idea that we give something as well. Like the narrative we sell ourselves on uh, events and moments. And perhaps sometimes we over like exaggerate how things are and how bad things really are. And maybe like for some people, the worst thing ever is to probably send a DM to someone. And I know many people like that. I used to be one of those people myself. I've done it. And I thought to myself, you know what? And the first few times, and even still sometimes it's like, oh, my days are comedy, but I just said that. <laughs> but the truth is, you, you stress out by, I might call my friend, I might talk to him for like an hour, and then at the end of it, he'll be like, so the person hasn't gone back to you yet, what do you have to stress out about? And then I might say, oh, what if I see them in real life? He's like, and you see them in real life, what happens? I'm like, that's, and the thing is, for me, like, that's something that's still kind of like, oh, what happens? I don't know. I, maybe you just make up something. Maybe just me being stupid. I don't know. What if I get roasted? Yeah, okay, that happens. And they're, they're not in your life. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's yeah. difficult because for some people, especially someone like me, you think about stuff like that. Like, what if I never met them? Like, my friend says, <laughs> what if you never meet them, bro? Why are you making up stuff? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not making it up. But it's a narrative that we sell ourselves. And perhaps if we try and change the story that we have for certain things and not give them the um i don't want to say don't give them the respect that they deserve but don't put them on such a high status when they don't need to be mm-hmm. it's just one thing and you don't need to worry about it so now i feel more comfortable than before doing things like that and and there's nothing and there's nothing really to worry about because the, the you kind of go back to your own safe space where it's like perhaps it's a person maybe you can find with a family member maybe it's just you internally think to yourself you know what 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 is the worst that can happen and perhaps that's how and one way for many people to alleviate pressure in their lives yeah definitely man definitely and uh, i think it's a lovely way to end manny i think it's a lovely way to end yeah so it's kind of weird because i'm actually outro today's episode i just said all that and i yeah going to into the <laughs> outro but i hope you guys did enjoy uh, it really means a lot to us that a lot of people are supporting the podcast and i just want to give a big shout out to a lot of fans out there who've actually got their Spotify wrapped um, this like last few days on the 1st of December. Many people sending us screenshots and messages about how their top podcast was the DMC podcast. So I really want to extend a big thank you for myself and also Joseph um, about that because that means a lot to us. It means re- a big, big amount to us that people are listening, taking like like listening to our message, spreading it to other people and just letting people know who we are just like we are just two two guys just spreading the kind of knowledge that we think we have an expertise and also us learning on the job I think it's been a year and a half nearly and it's really really been something so I think really impactful this podcast and I, maybe we don't talk about it enough Joseph like uh, people talk to us and say that oh this episode I heard about this and people actually ask us questions and stuff like that that kind of engagement and being able to like engage in these kind of conversations is partly why I'd love to do this and I want to say a big thank you to everyone who initiates those conversations has those conversations shares it with friends speaks to people about the podcast and what we do
because as much as we advertise ourselves, it's really the word of mouth that really brings everyone together. So I want to say a big thank you to everyone on that front. And also, if you do want to see different people on, on the show, this 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 season haven't had too many guests on, but we are looking to that in the future. So if you want to see anyone in particular, give us a message on the Instagram. It's at the official DMC podcast. That's where you can find us. And if you just shoot us a DM about who you want, potentially why you want them as well, their background, if you have any um, reason for why you want them on, and potentially a podcast topic that you want them to talk about, or any questions you have, feel free to message us on that pla- on Instagram. And also get hold of us personally if you know us on a more personal level. Giving us a follow on Spotify also contributes massively to the number of guests and people who are willing to come onto the podcast. So that means the world to us who are able to do so. And this also will give you a notification every Sunday at 6.30 when we upload the podcast onto Spotify. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead of you. And this is DMC signing off.